concise knowledge. That's why the Bible says to us, it says, why we were yet sinners, that Christ died. Hallelujah. He chose us even before we became worthy. This is the year of the rain. I don't know why my... This is the year of the rain. And it is because of his goodness. It is because of his goodness that he decides to pour rain upon us. It is for his goodness, for his goodness sake. For his namesake, because he's God all by himself, he decided to pour rain on us. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to talk about God's goodness this morning. I don't know where you are in this journey of life or of Christianity. Um, You may have, you may honestly not, I know that there's no one who doesn't need anything from God. But you may be, you may have at least some money. Even in this cashless, <laughs> I'm telling you, in this cashless, cashless economy and situation we have in Nigeria, some people are not even feeling it. They have cash, at least. They have dollars. Ah, thank you. Somebody told me eh, that he met one man who, who spends in dollars. So whether your cash goes up or down, it doesn't even bother him. So you may be here today, you are spending in dollars. Hallelujah. And even at that, you are not sick. So you don't need healing. But you know what? It is because of God's goodness that you are where you are. Many, many of the things you, are, you have achieved, where you are today, may just be because of your father's prayer. May just be because of somebody in your past who has sown a seed. And you are where you are. I think it's a good time to thank God for his goodness. And you may not be like that. You have terminal written over you, a sickness that will not just go. Or you have a long-standing issue that you've been trusting God about. Paradventure, you have um, a job that you've been trusting God for, or finances. Whatever it is, wherever you are in this journey of life, I want to bring to you the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Please, just give me verse 1. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Thank you because you are here. Thank you because your angels are here. And you have come to pass before us. With all your goodness, we give you praise. Thank you for your anointing that makes teaching, preaching easy, comprehension also. We thank you for the grace to do and to put to practice all that we learn. At the end of today's service, let our eyes be opened to see your goodness, to know your mercy in Jesus' name. Psalm 23, my text is verse 6, but I want to read the whole of Psalm 23 because it's a good scripture and I'll just read it fast, fast, fast. Do you have TPT? Don't give me TPT yet. Do you have TPT? You give me when I'm done. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes, quick, quick, I'm already, (laughs) I'm already reading it. (laughs) He makes me to lie down in green pastures. 
He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, your goodness and mercy shall follow me. You know, when I was in the university, I used to attend one of, the, one of our fellowships, and that has changed this scripture for me. We'll read it in one of the uh, translations. It says, we say, your goodness and mercy are in hot pursuit of us all the days of our life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Give me, give me a message. Is it a message that says I'm pursuit of me or is living Bible? Okay, say your beauty and your love chase after me. NLT. NLT. It says, surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Give me antipity. Hallelujah. It says, so, why would I fear the future? If you have TPT, you know, just recently, I got TPT Bible and I just began to enjoy Bible again. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you read this Psalm 23 in TPT, I learned it from pastor. You know, I'm following my pastor. That's why I'm not shouting today. See, as I'm talking like pastor. I'm preaching like my pastor. <laughs> Amen. He says, so why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Lamentations 3 verse 22. Lamentations 3 verse 22. It's because of the Lord's goodness that we are where we are. It's because of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. It's because he has passed his goodness. Oh my God. Lamentations 3 verse 22. Praise God. Hallelujah. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassion fail not. Give me verse 23. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Every morning we wake up to a new faithfulness. Every morning we wake up to the mercies of God. Every morning we wake up to the goodness of God. There is a new goodness for you every morning. Every morning. Yesterday's goodness, yesterday's mercies is not carried to today. It says every morning. You know, we say that God is good. We even sing it. God is good. There's one song I was singing throughout yesterday. It says, uh, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. New every day or something like that. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> you know, do you really believe that God is good? No, do you really understand that God is good? Do you know what it is to say that God is good? Some of us, by religion, we look at this, our God, and we, you know, something recently happened in our midst. Amen. And someone said something. Um, it is God that gives. And God that takes. Let's just give God thanks. It is God, you know, you, you pray for someone, a loved one is sick and eventually dies. Then you say, it is God. God knows why. Why did I, or you want to ask God a question. God, why did we pray for my friend or my sister and my brother? We had faith. He had faith and he eventually died. No God that killed him. We'll talk about it. Amen. Psalm 119 verse 68. Amen. Psalm 119 verse 68. Glory to Jesus. It is not God. Do you know I was listening to, I was, I was just uh, talking with someone, listening to someone the other day. And then he said, okay, he said, oh, he stays in one of the western countries. And something happened in the country like um, they had a like a hurricane, something like that. And you know what? Unbelievers, governments, were running everywhere, sending, um, uh, sending whatever it is, uh, what do you call it? Um, AIDS, to make sure that people did not die. They were, they were looking at the weather, trying to see, okay, what can we stop? Guess what? Christians were writing. Could it just be that God is punishing us for something? Could it just be that this is God angry about something. Or let's check ourselves and let's pray very well. You know that that's it, but many of us Christians, that's how we look at God. Even unbelievers do not look at God the way we look at God. They look at it and they say, ah, this cannot be God. They are looking for, no, this is not right. There is a flood. And they say, okay, did the dam overflow? What should we do about it? Christians are saying, hi, God, help us. Ah, is there something we did? Let's go back. Maybe we are not praying enough. Maybe we are not, we don't have enough faith. Recently, someone was asking me, that is it because he didn't, is it because of something he did that God, that this is happening to him? Why are we Christians? You know, religion, religion has given us, there's something religion has done to our mind. You know, pastor told us about the law. Today, if you have followed Pastor T, I'm going to be taking a little from many things he has taught to talk about God's goodness today. So I said Psalm 119 verse 68. I'm looking at my time. God help me. He says, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Please give me another simpler version. You are good. You do only good. Give me a message. You are good and you do good. It says you are good and the source of good. Train me in your goodness. In character, God is good. Give it to me in tippity. In character, God is good. In actions, God is good. God does only good. If what you are experiencing is not good, it's not God. If it is not good, it is not God. God does 
not kill a man before time. God does not punish us with sickness. God does not take your job away from you. You say God is trying to teach me. He wants me to learn. God is not tempted by evil and he cannot tempt you by evil. is a good God. Everything you do is beautiful. Is that thing beautiful? If it's not beautiful, it is not God. I've come to shake something inside of you today. I want us to go back with a better understanding. You know, sometimes when you come to church, you learn one thing. You learn a truth and you take it as the truth. It's not always the truth. That's why I advise you keep coming to church. When you put them together, you get the truth. You don't take one thing and run with it as the truth. It's not the truth. You know, so when pastor comes and pastor tells you that, okay, like on Wednesday, pastor was telling us that um, he was giving us um, investments that we should use for our future. He told us about prayer. He told us about seed. You must come again. Um, two Sundays ago, he was telling us about the high priest. He said, God chooses somebody from among you. Somebody who can feel you. That's not the truth. It's a truth. But he goes on to tell us about the effort. He said, God carries you on his shoulder. That is not yet it, all of it. And then he came to tell us that God has us on his chest. Next week, you must come and hear more. You must come and put it all together. That's how you get the truth. They tell us God is sovereign. So you say, oh my God, God is sovereign. Nothing happens without the knowledge of God. So you know what? We look at God as one T.O. Sitting down. And anything that happens, he must mark it good. So if you are sick today, God said yes. It's not God that gave you sickness, but God allowed it. How many of us say it? Let me tell you something. God did not allow it. There are consequences for what you do. Hmm? If you are a man that sleeps from one girl to the other girl, you will, when the time comes for venereal disease, it's not good. It's because you did it in the wrong place. If you are an alcoholic and you drink and drink and drink, it is not God who is punishing you. When liver... And uh, all those things start worrying you. It's too much alcohol in your body. So let's not blame God. You know, somebody said um, one time that they saw devil sitting on that tree and he was crying, crying, crying. They asked him what happened. He said, it's the people of the world. He said, they're just blaming me for the things I did and the things I did not do. (laughs) Some of them, it's not the devil that did it to you. You caused it for yourself. Hallelujah. God is warning you, telling you, don't do it like this, do it like this, do it like this, don't do it like this. Then when the consequences come, you say it's God. No. If you are a Christian, if you are a Christian, everything God does for you is beautiful. Everything God does for you is good. Hallelujah. Can you give me this Psalm 119 in TPT? Okay, yes. So give me from 65. Amen. Amen. This is my time. Hallelujah. I will just, let me just, um, just say a little about the goodness of God and I will just run. He says, your extravagant kindness to me makes me want to follow your words even more. We'll read it to 68. He says, 
teach me how to make good decisions and give me revelation light for I believe in your commands. Before I was humbled, I used to always wander astray, but now I see the wisdom of your words. Now, what is it? It says, everything you do is beautiful. Everything that God does. So let me tell you, if you have that terminal sickness and you've been praying about it, keep it before you. What God does is good. Is sickness good? No. Hold on. Hold on. Because it will end up in good. Hold on. You are trusting God for financial abundance. It will end in good. Because what God does is good. Hallelujah. Put it in front of you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. God's goodness is revealed by his mercy. Titus 3 verse 5. God's goodness is revealed by his mercy. God's goodness is a gift. Hallelujah. It says, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. You are not saved because you are good. Someone was saying something. He says, good people, many, many good people will go to hell. There will be very good people in hell. God's salvation comes to us totally by his mercy. You know, last week, I, I was listening to one of my, my brother's pastor, somebody I know very closely. And she began to talk about an illness. I just want to use her, her testimony to bless somebody here. And she said in 2018, she had cancer. She said the kind of cancer, I don't know the type. I'm not an oncologist. I don't know anything about those things. But she started believing God and trusting God. And it was getting worse and worse. And she was trusting God. You know, pastor said some days ago that sometimes, have you noticed when you are praying, it looks like the thing is getting worse. Don't worry. God is good. And he does only good. She said she kept praying and praying and it was getting worse. Last year, 2022, she got to uh, type 4. Is it type 4 they call it? Stage 4. I believe that's the last stage. So at a point they said her blood had finished and she was trusting God. And she kept trusting God. And last week, her testimony was that she's healed of cancer. God is good and does only good. There is nothing, nothing that, whatever it is, hold it before God. When you go back, don't let the devil bully you into giving up. Don't let the devil bully you into, into what is not God. Whatever it is, let it be before you that God is good. Say with me. Say, God is a good God. He wills nothing. God is a good God. He wills nothing but good for me. Say again. Say, God is a good God. Say it like you mean it. God is a good God. 
and he wills nothing but good for me. James 1.13, hallelujah. Praise God. God has already given you that healing. He's, he's already given you that child. I've been trusting God for so long. It's seven years. It's eight years. God is a good God. All he does is good. Keep telling yourself that God is good. Someone, I, heard, I, I once heard somebody's testimony of how his son died. And they called him. He was like five hours away from where his son was. And then his son died. And they took his son to the mortuary. And he was trying to get there, trying to call the doctor. He couldn't get anyone. And then he traveled immediately. Five hours he was on the road. And he was going to his son. And like every one of us, he was asking himself, God, after I've served you, is this what's going to happen to me? God, after I've served you, are you going to allow my son die? He says, all of a sudden, God began to speak to him. Why don't you think about my goodness? Why don't you begin to talk about my goodness? And he began to look at God's goodness. He said, when I was sick the other time, you healed me. He said, there was a time we didn't have food. You gave to me. And he began to talk about God's goodness until God's goodness was before him. He said, he was so, he got to a point. He looked at his wife. He says, our son will live and not die. And by the time he got to to the hospital and they took him to the mortuary, his son sat up on the bed. God is good. I don't care what the report you have got is. I don't know what they've told you. But look at that report and tell that report God is good and God does only good. I cannot be sick. God cannot give me sickness. He gives me good and only good. So, you know, I'm not going to go and be asking God, hey, God, this thing that I've been... Tr-. You know, um, last week I was telling them, I said, I, I, didn't, I didn't feel sorry, honestly. This is the first time somebody so, I so love died. And to be honest, I didn't blame God. It's not God. Sometimes when you are in a situation, you probably have to ask God, what should we do? What should we do? How should we go about it? I don't know. You can look at me and say, be talking like that anyhow. I've, I've lost people. But now, I have an understanding of God's goodness. I will not let it go. God is good. I cannot die like a chicken. God is good. What he gives me is life and not death. Hallelujah. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I look my situation in the eye. I laugh at it. <laughs> I say, wait and see me. <laughs> Oh my God. Is it, is, is it luck? You don't have cash? I laugh at it. Ah! <laughs> Very soon. Because God is good. I'll be dancing with my cash. <laughs> I don't know what that pain is. And you know, when you get to the bathroom, you, you are feeling, um, are you sure in the next week will you still be alive? Laugh at that devil. Tell him, do you, do you know how to dance? And dance at the devil. Tell him. Do now to jump. <laughs> jump at the devil. Because God is good. And God does only good. Hallelujah. Isaiah 30 verse 18. It says, therefore the Lord will wait. 
that he may be gracious to you and therefore he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. Where are you? Have you given up or are you waiting? Are you, have you given up or are you waiting? Is God good to you? Is God good to you? Can you look at that situation, Fusca the Fusca, eyeball to eyeball, and tell that situation, God is good to me. God is good to me. God is good to me. When you leave this place today, look at whatever it is and tell it that God is good. God is good to you. God is good to me. Hallelujah. You know, religion has trained us to see God the other way. Um... I think last month, yes, in December, when God was telling, when Pastor, when Pastor was telling us about, um, um, I think it was fourteen lessons from the book of Hebrew, and then he was telling us about the law. You know what? If you remember, he brought out Bros J, he brought out um, Barry, yeah, he brought out some people. Please give me um, Romans five thirteen. This is what the law did to us. The law made us to begin to see God as, as um, wicked, as against us. Do you know? Um, when we were younger, a lot of older people will understand. If you grew up in Nigeria, Jesus, <laughs> if you grew up in Nigeria mm, and you are a little older, these days they don't do it. That time, our parents would go to the village and bring somebody to the house. So when I was growing, I was much younger. My mom went to the village and she took her nephew's daughter brought the girl to the house. The son also was getting to be a truant in the village. He was becoming a useless person in the village. They were afraid that he would die. So you know what? They brought him, she brought him to the house. And of course, what did she bring them? Do you know? She brought them to the house, took them to private school at that time to go to private school. No be here. Took them to private school, thought, changed their dressing. Guess what? They were not grateful. Because of all the things she took them from, they were angry at her. Do you know two years ago, when I went to the village, I still saw them talking about my mom. She did all that for their good. Do you know now, they are easily village champions. When I saw them two years ago, I'm telling you, if you see the two of them, people were surrounding them. They talk well. They speak English. They've come to the city. i come back to the village. But do you know what? That's what we do to God. God brought the law. God brought the law. The law was for us, not against us. Romans 5.13, it says, For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin was not imputed when there was no law. Before the law, that's before Moses, people were behaving anyhow. And God was not angry with them. So God had to bring the law. You know why he brought the law? So that people, for our good, because no matter what, if you continue in sin, you open the doors to the enemy. Okay? Remember, Cain killed Abel. Isn't it? What did God do to, on a good day, in the law, if you kill, you'll be stoned to death. You know what God did? He even put a mark on Cain. He said, anybody that touches him, he said, seven times, will he be punished? Abraham. Abraham denied his wife two times. God called him my friend. He was the only person in the Old Testament God called my friend. David. Adultery plus murder. He carried another man's wife. He married, he, 
impregnated the woman. He didn't only adultery her. He, he impregnated her. He didn't only do that. He sent for the husband and murdered the husband. God, didn't, God said, David is a man after my heart. But look at what happened to David in the end. His son was killing his son. Absalom was almost dead and all that. So God saw that man needed the law. What was the reason for the law? He gave us the law so that we can understand. You know, when you are punished in the law, you are punished for whatever you do. So it's punishment. If you do this, you'll be punished. If you don't obey, you'll be punished. He wanted men to see that there is, there is consequences for sin. He wanted to open our eyes so that we will fear God and go and live sin. That was one. The second thing is, God did not expect us. Eh? God did not expect us to live to, what's the English? To, to live by the law. He did not expect us to keep all the laws. That's the English. He did not expect us to keep all the law. He, you know, when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees, Sadducees, he was telling them, you need to come to the end of yourself. A tooth for a tooth. He was telling them, it's not something you can do. The law was for us to come to the end of ourselves until we know that we need God. So, God sent the law. The law was for us. The law was for us. It was for us so that God knew that he, he wanted to send Jesus Christ, but he had to send Jesus when we need him. So, he sent the law. The law was never against us. But the law was for us. So people began to see, like those my children that came to stay with my mother. Even though my mom brought them for good, they were not happy with her. Anytime she comes close to them. <laughs> and so that is it. We now start looking at God. This God is a bad God. Anything we do, he will punish us. Anything we, if we... <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. And so, when God saw that we needed Jesus, he sent Jesus. Jesus is a type of the mercy of God. Jesus is, what will I call it now? He's the, he's the show of who God is. Look at it. In Isaiah 63, I'm, I'm, I'm running now because my time is really up, you know. Oh, my time is almost up. Okay, so in Isaiah 63, give me Isaiah 63. It says, but if you go on, you know, it says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. So you see, after the law, 62, all that tells us about the time of the law. After the law, he sent Jesus Christ. Oh, it's not 60, it's 53. Ah, I'm wondering who is this who comes from Edom? He's 53. Don't you know that scripture? It's very common now. Isaiah 53. <laughs> then in 54, this is what Jesus Christ did. Give me Isaiah 54 from verse 8. Woo! Hallelujah. God, give me time. Let me be able to round up and put this thing down. It says he was, no, 54, 54. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you. This is after Jesus came. Jesus is the true impression of God. He is the true impression of who God is. Whatever Jesus is, is what God is. Do you know that we know that Jesus is good? 
You know that Jesus is good, isn't it? John 5, 19 says, every time he went around, he was doing good. So we know that he was doing good. He was healing the sick. But do you know what? And, and, and Jesus Christ saying, he said, whatever I do is what I see the Father do. So every goodness and every kindness that Jesus does is what God is doing. So it's easy to say Jesus was good. There was no sickness that passed Jesus without being healed. So why are sicknesses passing God without being healed? We are getting it wrong. We are not understanding who God is. Everything that Jesus did is what God is doing. He says, no, 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 go back to, I'm reading that scripture. My time, my time. Isaiah 54 verse 8. Hallelujah. He says, with a little rot, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Verse 9. For this is like the waters of Noah to me. For as I have sworn that the waters of Noah will no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. Before the law, God was not angry with them. In the law, he brought punishment. When Jesus came, this is what Jesus came to do. He says, I have sworn that I will not be angry with you nor rebuke you. If you are here, God can never and he is never angry with you. Say with me. Say, God is not angry with me and cannot be angry with me. For he has poured his anger on Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Give me verse 10. Verse 10. Quick. It says, For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from you. Nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. Says the Lord. Who has mercy on you. Hallelujah. And let me wrap up with this. My time is up. My time is up. This is what Jesus came to do. I just have three minutes. And then I'll just, I want to wrap my message up today. This is what Jesus came to do. And this is the goodness of God. John 3, 16. He says, for God so loved the world. That he gave, if you have it, please just quickly put it. He says, for God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Romans eight thirty two. Romans 8.32, quickly. Romans 8.32. It says, He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? If he did not spare his son, if he gave his son for you, what can he, what will he withhold from you? Do you have a child? If you can give your child for a person, what will you not give to him? What will you not give to him? Romans 5, 9. Give me antipity. Hallelujah. When Jesus came, Romans 5, 9. When Jesus came, he brought the love of God. He brought the goodness of God. This is the goodness of God. A woman was caught in adultery. And when you are caught in adultery, what, you should, be do, what, what should be done to you is to stone you alive. And this is what Jesus did. He said, whoever has not committed sin, who is without sin, let him be the first to throw the stone. And he began to write. And when he looked up, everybody had gone. And he asked the woman, 
He said, where are your accusers? She said, they've all gone. He says, neither do I condemn you. Jesus is not saying adultery is right. He says, but as God, I do not condemn you. As God, I do not condemn you. Praise God. That is the goodness of God. Every sickness he healed. Everything he did was good and is good. Now, and there is still much more to say of his unfailing love for us. For through the blood of Jesus, we have heard the powerful declaration. You are now righteous in my sight. And because of the sacrifice of Jesus, you will never experience the wrath of God. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Give me a new King James and I close. Hallelujah. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus, everything you experience is good. Now, look at that situation. It says, and much more, having now be justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Because of the sacrifice of Jesus. Take that situation. Weigh it against the goodness of God. Is it good? It's not good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor was telling us, when he told us about the definitions of the glory of God, I close here. Exodus 33, verse 18 and 19. I fell in love with that scripture when Pastor gave that scripture to us. Exodus 33, 18 and 19. And Moses said to God, he says, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion on. Are you that person that will see the goodness of God? That will insist we must lay hold on the goodness of God. You must lay hold on the goodness of God. Stand up on your feet this morning. Hallelujah. We must lay hold on the goodness of God. Whatever it is, wherever you are, you must lay hold on the goodness of God. I lay hold on the goodness of God. I experience only good. I experience only good because God does good. Whatever in your life is not looking like good, exchange it to good. Exchange it to good. We have authority to experience all that God has given to us. So you can say, you can experience good in your life in the name of Jesus. I declare over you this morning that as we go into this week, you will experience only good. Only good in the name of Jesus. Is there a terminal over you or anyone you are believing God for? Is there a long-standing issue you've been trusting God for? Are you trusting God for abundance, for prosperity? Are you looking for fecundity, fruit of the womb? Let the goodness of God pass over you this week. In the name of Jesus, experience God's good. Experience God's goodness. Experience God's mercy. They are sure mercies of David. It is a surely. Surely, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Please take your seats. Hallelujah. Epignosis, concise knowledge.